0: Hi, I'm John,
1: and I'm Cecilia.
0: Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks.
1: Hey, Crazy Cats! Welcome to part three. That's one, two, three of our friends and neighbors' spooky, scary, personal stories. We've got a couple of shockers for you, so sit back, relax, turn the lights on, because these are going to really surprise you. And first up this evening are Kendall and Vera Welpton.
2: So I'm a I'm a director of photography on a television show called ghost hunters and um i've been on the show for many many years and not too many experiences but this one stands out in my mind more than the others and i was in philadelphia at a at a location called the doctor physic house and the claims at the house were apparitions and some some things moving and and uh and the old history is that Doctor Physic was kind of a Frankenstein doctor who who liked to take body parts and put them on other body parts, and you know he was kind of a creepy, mad scientist uh, back in the 1800s, I believe. And so uh, we were down in the basement. I was following Jason and Steve, uh, Jason Haas and Steve Gonzalez from the show Ghost Hunters, and on um, their cameraman. We're down in the basement and we're investigating and. I, uh, I'm, I'm following them with a camera. They're walking ahead of me and we do a sweep all the way through the, uh, the, the basement there. And we end up in the laundry room area and we have to kind of navigate around some tables and some things and some, you know, hanging clothes. And, uh, and then we, we kind of, nothing's really going on. And, uh, Jay and Steve end up walking towards the door and leaving and, uh, I kind of let them I kind of settle myself at the doorway and and I let them walk out of my sh- my frame of, of the camera and uh, at that moment, I start hearing a rattling noise a <laughs> and I could hear it through my headphones uh, through my 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 sensitive uh, on camera shotgun mic and so I just hear this rattling this massive rattling and then all of a sudden I hear the rattling getting closer to me and then that's when I slowly or I actually start to pan my camera over to my right of me and it, I just hear the rattling and I see and I see this this laundry cart get shoved right into wow. me oh and wow it came at me from like 25 30 feet from the corner I was parked in the corner put away and the interesting thing is that the, the it's the sound sped up. I couldn't see it cause it was in the dark. It was total pitch black until I saw it hit me. So, but what I heard is it kind of make this like rattle. And then I hear it picking up speed with the noise of it. And it just slams into me. And that's when I start like freaking out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what, what just happened? Jay and Steve run into the, uh, into the room they kind of look around they start trying to debunk what happened we all just kind of cruise around trying to figure it out and uh nobody really could figure out how that cart moved from the corner 30 feet away to me in the doorway and kind of take a kind of a sea approach it, the, the, it wasn't a straight path either it was like a you know kind of a curve wow. so that was that was a that was a very profound experience for me Are you okay you know what? I was fine physically, but that really messed with my head. That really, that really messed messed with my head. I was like, okay, um, why is this thing targeting me? Why am I, why did this thing slam into me? Why is this, why did this happen to just me? You know, like you start spiraling. I don't know if you guys have been in that situation, but you kind of start going, well, you know, it's just, Is this like, am I doing the right things in life? Is this like, am I targeted? Do I have have attachment to me? I don't know. Like, what is it? You know, you start spiraling. So yeah, it was interesting.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine with not being able to see, but hearing that sound and and realizing that it's changing in, in intensity and approaching, uh, that brief moment had to be terrifying in itself. Just not knowing what on earth it was and what was happening.
2: No, you're right. I, that That's a very good observation. You know, I heard that sound. I didn't know what it what It was, it, well, it was what it in meant. the darkness. <laughs> what was about to yeah, happen. Yeah, what it It was just it was like, what's coming? What's coming? And I knew something big was about to happen, and then boom, you know, it was <laughs> <like> <laughs> an explosion into me. So, yeah, you're right. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah. That, but that's, that's on the episode. You can see it. It's on season 11, Dr. Physicaus on Ghost Hunters. Uh, their first, uh, the the
0: original series, season wow. eleven.
3: Now you know I'm gonna have to go look for it.
0: Yep, definitely.
3: I remember the night he called me <laughs> 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 after that happened. It was really late at night, and he he was definitely freaking out. And I helped him. You know, I said I'm gonna watch the video, and and sure enough, yeah, it was so bizarre, so odd, and that I've ne- I Kendall doesn't get scared easily at all. He is one of the Careless guys, <laughs> he just doesn't know. Get scared. So that had to be, I don't know, profound.
4: Yeah,
1: especially if it's stuck with you all this time.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that has definitely stuck with me for sure. That was, uh, besides the the documentary, which was very cool and profound. And all, you know, I got to see start to finish of everything. So that's why that one was really much. You know, in my eyes, it was much better because I saw. The action of everything. Right.
1: I'm just imagining sitting in the dark and having something thrown at you.
2: Yeah. In the darkness, it's like, well, you can't really see there. You know, could it be this? Could it be that? Could it be that? And then, you know, at the Mississippi house, I mean, this could be off the record, but at at the Mississippi house, it was like, it's daylight. I can see everything happening and like, I'm not investigating at all. And it was just like, boom, here we go. You want your proof? There's your proof. (laughs)
1: It's (laughs) like, hey, don't forget this.
2: Yeah yeah don't forget this, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you forgot something
0: <laughs> Thanks, yeah yeah
1: Vera, do you have a story you want to share? Oh my
3: goodness, you don't have to don't I don't feel to. obligated to, yeah,
0: not unless something just pops into your mind no I, I
3: I love to uh, what do you want scary or do you want emotional? whichever
1: one pops into your head first
3: <laughs> uh okay, a so, story. That happened with my father after he passed away, which is what basically convinced me that I needed to do some research into the whole paranormal genre. And then I had another one that happened to me when I went to visit England, uh, and I stayed in a, like, 1500s mansion. And I have one that's funny from Georgetown um, Hospital in Georgetown, Texas. You want to Yorktown. Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, I love Yorktown. That was like one of the best experiences ever, 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 ever. Which one do you want? Pick. I mean, you pick. You want to go at Yorktown?
1: I'm looking at John because I think I think your father's story is too
3: personal for you, right? Um, I already well, I kind of told it at another podcast for the first time ever after 15 years and. I was trembling a little bit, but I think I'm getting over it. I, I feel like it's time to, like, let it go, you know, to speak out and, and share, because I've never told anyone this is basically what made me... Maybe besides the other one that I told you earlier.
0: I think that's the one that I'd like to hear, and I think probably our listeners would, uh, just knowing what the content of the <laughs> But
3: other, only if you're up for it.
1: Yeah, but that's... that's Absolutely, yes. Yeah.
3: All right, let me, let me refresh here. Okay, so I'm living in Washington State... Yes, I'm living in Washington State and I'm graduating from nursing school. When my father calls me out of nowhere and he basically calls to say goodbye. He says goodbye. um, And and I I said, what do you mean? What do you mean goodbye? He says, well, um, I think I am at the end of the road here. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, my life. And I was like, what are you talking about that? He says that he had a dream with his mother that told them that he was time, it was time to get ready to go. And basically his mom had passed away when he was 15 years old, my grandma. And he said that after all those years, he never had a dream of her with anything. So he was taking that as a sign that he was probably going to pass away somehow. And I was thinking, you're crazy. And I got really mad at him for making such a weird phone call. And he said, Okay, that's fine, you don't believe me, but I just wanna let you know because I'm putting all my affairs in place and the wheel, everything, and I was like, All right that whatever. So I got mad at him and and that was it. So I was busy with nursing school and all the other stuff going on in my life. And uh twelve days later my dad passed away. He's gone. Oh my gosh. And I was super I was devastated. I didn't have I didn't have time to say goodbye, to talk to him. I knew he went to the hospital, but I was and I was concerned about it, but they, the doctors weren't finding anything wrong with him—nothing. And my mother is a doctor, and she was also puzzled. So like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what's going on? They did all kinds of tests. They ruled out everything. And 12 days later, he was gone. Anyway, I go to the funeral. Everything's you know, you know, sad. I will, I'll go back home to Washington State. I get a job. I start working in a nursing home. It was my first job, and I was just focused on the job and. One day I started smelling cologne and it was really strong and I ignored it. I smell it again and I ignored it and I finally pay attention to it. And I said, Oh my gosh, this is my dad's cologne, which he used to wear Paco Rabanne, the classic, say, green bottle that, you know, the classic for cologne. Um, so I, I get upset. I'm thinking, great, like what are the chances that one of the patients or somebody here is wearing the same cologne as my dad? And now I've got to think about it, and I'm going to be so sad. So anyway, I start looking in the rooms, trying to find where the cologne was coming from, and I don't find it. So I go back to the nurses' station, and the cologne, the smell was there again. So at the moment, the tech comes over, and he's like, "Hey, can you help me with this patient? I'm I'm giving her a bath, but I need to get more towels." And I was like, "All right." So I go in the little room. The room is, you know, there's a patient, an elderly female, uh, catatonic, which means, you know, she wasn't really responding to any stimuli. She was just there hunched over, uh, looking down, didn't talk, didn't move. You, you could barely see her, you know. It was pretty much towards the end of her life, and we were caring for her. And I don't know where this lady sits up and looks at me, and she says, "Your father is very handsome."
4: Wow! Oh, and
0: then
3: goodness. she looks to my left and stares at for a moment, smiles, and then goes back down. And I'm just like shaking, thinking, "Oh my gosh, is this, is this really?" My 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 mind just went crazy. Like I've never thought of ghosts before. I never really. I mean, when I was little, we listened to ghost stories, but growing up, I've never thought it was a real thing, you know? Right. And then that happens, and I was just in shock and. Um, the tech comes back and she's like, what's going on? You're pale. And I'm like, oh, and I just had the patient just said a few words and, and she just looked at me like that's weird you because know, she never talks. And anyway, I left and I just kind of tried to brush it off. I go back home. The day goes on at night. My son, who was five years old at the time, and I, we were sharing the same bed because he was little and he would come uh, climb up in bed with me. I find him uh, sitting up on the bed, staring at the wall. And I'm just like, oh, baby, what's going on, honey? Are you okay? And he's just, like, staring at the wall. And I said, come on, honey, let's go back to bed. um, Go back to sleep. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's just Grandpa Lilo that's just saying that it's okay. You don't need to be crying anymore and that it's okay to move to Texas. Wow. And then he went straight back to bed. And then I just started crying. I melted. I had a meltdown then because I was like, okay, what's going on?
0: It's a lot to process.
3: Yes, but also it's like how my son never saw me. I, I wouldn't. I didn't want to cry in front of him mourning the death of my father. So there's no way he would have known mom's been crying, 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 crying. And then also, there's no way he would have known that I needed to, I was debating whether staying home in Washington State or moving home to be closer to my family. He was five. I wasn't talking to him about these things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Or anyone. So that convinced me. I was like, okay, that's that. That's that. And I need to go closer to my family. So I packed my bags and left and moved to Texas. And then the rest is history. Wow. Have you seen him since? Experienced him since? That's a good question. Not that I can think of without a doubt, you know? Yeah because I have such a skeptical brain, and that, I knew that he really had to put some effort to make me believe <laughs> that it was going you know, to be him. until this day, sometimes I wonder, was that real? Like, was that was that really, did that really happen? And, uh, but I, I'll tell you something, that Kendall knows the story. Uh, my dad used to say, all of his life, he always told us, if I ever have a chance to talk to you after I die, I will come back as, a, as an eagle or a, a hawk or some sort of, like, eagle or hawk. I will come back and fly over you and let you know that I'm watching. And we were like, all right. And Kendall has witnessed this with me. I told him the story a long time ago. Yeah. And sure enough, when things get rough and we're having some sort of difficulty, that little hawk is, like, flying mm-hmm. right above us every time. i witnessed it. In circles, wow. and candle has been my witness. At that one moment. At when that you're
4: one just like, ah, moment. When-
3: the fan yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do?
2: Boom, there it is.
3: And, cool. and even you've told me, that's your dad. I it it's going to be okay. It's going to be, it's gonna be, gonna be fine, okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right. That's oh. pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: That is such a beautiful story.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: It really is. <laughs> it's oh, just, thank it's you. very touching. Thank you for sharing
3: that thank with us. Thank you for listening. Yes, you're welcome.
1: Wow. You're you're okay with us including this on, on our series in the fall? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank it's you. been
3: fifteen years. I never told anyone other than my family in Kendall and I think it's time. I was ready. I I could never tell the story without crying. I couldn't even talk. <laughs> oh I got tears in my eyes now. But- <laughs> so Oh <Aww. laughs> Yeah, it was it was life changing for sure. And I don't think I would have never gotten into watching Ghost Hunters as much as I did. I don't think I would have never tried to go in the show if it wasn't because of that one story.
1: Wow. That, yeah. So someday when we're, we're sitting around a campfire somewhere, I will tell you mine. Ooh. Yeah. But I yeah. can't right now. I'm not, I'm not at that point yet. So. <laughs> okay. I'm going to write it down and remind you later. <laughs> no, you can hold me to that. But, but someday when we're all sitting around together, um, uh, hopefully not having to socially distance hopefully we can all sit around together yeah uh, i will yes. i will tell you mine um with my mom and see Aww. now now I'm all teared up <laughs> yes yes on, on it's that, hard on that wonderfully cheery note we got some ugly storm clouds rolling in
0: oh yeah finally yeah.
1: From the hurricane, finally. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. on what they call the dirty side of the storm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm not well, sure how much longer we're going to have internet because <laughs> our internet stinks. But
2: Well, I'm glad we made it through this. And yeah, I, it's awesome. It didn't seem like we had any technical difficulties. So appreciate it.
1: And our next caller is Robert from Irving, Texas. Welcome, Robert.
5: Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. How you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I just wanted to tell my story, so uh, hopefully it's not it's not it's not too boring. So
1: <laughs> somehow I doubt that.
5: I doubt that too. <laughs> um, this happened along probably around uh, I want to say 2010 2011. I I'm currently living in Irving, Texas, but this is my during during this time I, w- I moved to Tulsa, t- uh, Tulsa County. At the time, I had moved there. I had not found a job, and so it was kinda, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was getting kind of desperate. And I actually became friends with this guy. I'm not going to say his name because I didn't ask permission, but right. but uh, I'm telling the details of his story. So, um, I went to his house, and he was letting me use his computer and looking for jobs. So at this time, I was, I was pretty I was pretty depressed, and I was uh, going through some tough times. And um, like prior to me moving to Tulsa, uh, this gentleman that was helping me out. His grandmother had passed away like six months prior to that, and he had inherited his his grandmother's house, so he was living in there now, so I was taking a break and I was sitting in the living room on a recliner with his dog on my lap or we watching t v and My friend was down the hallway um with my nephew and they were talking about video games and um the way his house is set up it's um you know the living room is 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 the is the front of the house and then uh, on the left-hand side was the hallway. And so the hallway had the dining room, the kitchen, uh, the bathroom, and then the, ba- the back room where, where my friend and my nephew were sitting or in um, doing video games or talking about video games. And on the right-hand side of the house was uh, two rooms. And so I was sitting watching TV, and all of a sudden I noticed on my on my side profile, on my left-hand side, I saw somebody walk by the hallway. And there was nobody in the house except me. My friend and my nephew, and at at the same time when I saw this image walk walk by, I I looked and the dog looked at the very at the exact same time. Oh wow! Wow! And so I turned to the dog and I said, "Did you see that?" Right? And so, <laughs> who else are you gonna ask? So, I know, right? So <laughs> the, the 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 one thing that I saw was I saw the her, and I'm assuming this was a lady the way the way I'm gonna describe it because I saw her. Her left elbow, uh, her left shoulder, her back, the back of her head, and it was curly and it was gray and so I saw her walk from one room to the to the kitchen, and it was like an instant maybe like a second or two and i I put the dog down, I stood up, I walked over to the kitchen, I looked inside the kitchen to see if, if anybody was in there, and all of a sudden uh, all the the cabinet doors on top we're all open. Oh, we're all open. Oh wow!
1: Did you see them open, or when you got into the kitchen, they were open?
5: They were they were already open, but um, you know the this one gentleman that 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 lives in his house now. He's OCD, and so he has to have all the cabinets closed. So he had, he had teenagers in the house, but they weren't there at at that time. So whenever they would open the the cabinets, he would walk in there and then close them all. That's just how he was, right? And they were closed because there was no kids there. <laughs> so, um. So I walked over, and I looked, and all these cabinets were open. I'm getting my hair standing up right now. So, Oh, yeah. So I go, wow. And I looked around, and then I walked to the, I walked to the back room real slowly. And I walked to the back room, and my, I interrupted my friend and my nephew talking. And I go, I think I just saw your grandma. And he goes, what? I go, I think I just saw your grandma. She came out of the room the room that was her room, because he ended up telling me that that was her room, the one, the room that she came out of yeah. like, to go straight across the hallway to the kitchen. That was her room. I go, okay. So he goes, what happened? I go, he goes, what did you see? I go, I just explained to him what, what I saw, the elbow in the back and the hair. And I go, the cabinets are open. And he goes, oh my God. He got up and we walked over there and looked. And he would, he would say like that she would normally get up and go and make tea. And I go, okay. So that, to me, that was like, I wasn't expecting it. And it was just one of those things that I go, Oh my God, I, I, I I know it happened because I looked at it and his dog looked at it at the
0: exact same time. So, so her routine was to get up and make tea regularly at intervals, whatever, were the provisions to do that in the house? Like, like, was there makings for tea in the house or was there not since she was no longer there? Uh, I'm wondering if right. maybe that's why all the cabinets were open because she was looking for the stuff to make her tea.
5: Yeah, because I think from uh, from what I from what I understood from my friend that he um, he had in, inherited the house and he hadn't gone through any of the stuff, so all her stuff was still there. Oh, okay. All 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 her dishes, all her cups, all her pans. I think he still had her clothes and he hasn't sorted through it yet. So. He was having, because like she, she had raised him. And so he was having a hard time going through the stuff. And oh, sure. so all her stuff was still there. And his stuff was there. So it was like a bunch of stuff in the house. But I don't know. It was just one of those things I said, man, that's, it was. Uh, so I, after that, I, I kind of I closed it after, because after things settled down, he went back to the room and my nephew, and I closed the cabinets really slowly. And I said I said like kinda out loud, I said, Grandma, I'm sorry if I if I if I misplaced everything, just let me know. I don't want to offend you. This is your house. And so that's I left it at that. And so after that I didn't I didn't have any more incidents. So Wow.
1: Robert, when you saw her, was she solid, like looked like a person person, or was she shadowy?
0: Transparent, semi transparent. Well,
5: what what I could see because like she moves so quickly, all I saw was like I said, all I saw her elbow, her shoulder, her back, and the back of her head. Like by the time I I turned and looked, I could only see like the back of of her head was curly, but I didn't see any legs at all. It's almost like I didn't I didn't see any legs at all. I just saw that's all I saw was her upper torso, upper part, that's yeah. It.
1: But was yeah, it like a, a so, solid person? I mean, except for minus the legs.
5: Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was solid because like she, I, think, I, I believe she had like a, she had one of these like nightgowns on, and it was like one of these nightgowns that had like a apron over it, or it looked like it was an apron. Like she was wearing an apron from yeah. what I could see from the very back of it. It was like because it was like um kind of like a collar, a two layer thing. Yeah, so it was one of those like old school like a, like a dress or, or, mm-hmm. a, or a top of a blouse or a dress. And then we had an apron on it. I could see like the collar, but I could, I could barely see it. And so it was like the corner of my eye. And so it's like, it's stuck in my mind forever. So, I mean, it's like, cause he, you know, he talked really hard to his grandmother cause his grandmother raised him and she was a good lady. And sure. I, I, I never felt any kind of like malicious stuff in there or anything. I always felt like a lot of warmth stuff, but I just, I just caught her that one time walking through. So,
1: so you said that the rest of the time that you were there you didn't have any other experiences, correct? Correct. Had your friend ever seen his grandmother or had experiences weird things happening? We
5: were we were talking like the other day and uh and this was that when that happened I was in 2010 2011. And we're still friends today and I was talking to him I was talking to him uh, off messenger. We were chatting back and forth because he has a podcast. I have a, uh, a podcast, where we're talking about guests who who we can share on guests and stuff like that, and he was looking up paranormal stuff, and he told me that he heard three knocks behind him. And I go, okay. I go, where? He says, behind me because behind his room is a hallway, and then there's like another bedroom. I said, is it in the room? Or else he goes, I can't tell, but it was, it was some knocking. I said, well, just tell it to stop. <laughs> so but you know, he, I think he he hasn't he hasn't given me all the information. I haven't asked him that much about paranormal in his house because I know he's he's had it. But that was the most current one right now that he had, had talked to me about. He said, "Man, there's some knocking going on behind me. There's nobody in the house, just me." Wow. Did he
1: seem surprised by it?
5: A little bit because he had—I don't think he had had any of it in a while. Like I, like I said, he hasn't talked to me about because normally he he tells me everything, and he hasn't told me anything recently until the last couple of days. So,
1: oh, so he mentioned this in the last couple of days to you?
5: Yeah, we we were talking—I think on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember—and we were like I was saying, I have a podcast, he has a podcast, and we were talking about sharing uh, guests. So he says, "Well, who do you want as paranormal? Who do you want as Bigfoot?" So we were just sharing. Information, and he was looking up paranormal because he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of paranormal stuff. I do, and so he was looking up stuff on his own. And as we were, you know, messaging each other, he had he had heard he had three knocks behind him because it was really loud. He says pretty loud, like I can't tell if it was in the room or in the hallway or
0: the next bedroom, but I heard them pretty loud. And this is while he was actively uh, looking up, like on the screen, searching. Yeah, he said. He said
5: he was typing the word paranormal.
0: Ah, okay, that's, that's what I'm getting at, yeah, okay.
1: Well, did he know that you were coming here to tell this story?
5: I, I haven't told, I had, I had told him that I was going to tell the story, but I didn't tell him with whom, so, uh, but I didn't, I didn't tell him when I was going to do it, I just told him I was going to do it, he says, okay.
1: I, I just find it interesting that he gets three knocks just before you're getting ready to tell the story of your experiences in that house yeah. and he doesn't have any other experiences that he's willing to talk about.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like all, all the, all the stuff he's gone through is like, it's pretty personal because it's,
1: mm-hmm.
5: you know, his grandfather, his grandfather died in that house and his grandmother died in this house. So they were, they were like his parents. And so that was, that was pretty close to him. And sure. So, I mean, w- whenever we talk about it, he, he gets choked up, and I, I try not to ask him too many questions about it until he's ready to talk yeah. about it. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I get it. That That is actually a really cool story. I love hearing stories about um, particularly grandmas and grandpas Yeah. that, that kind of come and yeah. check in and, and whatnot. And the fact that it hadn't happened before and hasn't happened since kind of makes me wonder mm-hmm. if it didn't happen while you were there because she knew you'd be open to it.
5: Yeah. I mean, he's asked me several times to spend the night there and you know, I'm the type of person that I, I had to sleep in my own bed. You know, I, I just, that's how I am. And I I would want, I'd wonder if I had stayed there, if I would have had like any kind of dreams or kind of reach out, you know, something would have reached out to me. So I had thought about that afterwards. I said, man, maybe I should have stayed Maybe I should have spent the night there. Maybe I would have should have reached out to me like in a dream or um, right before I felt fall, like falling asleep. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer about that. So,
1: is that something you would consider doing in the future?
5: Yeah, because he, you know, he's asked me to to go back up to Tulsa, because he he and I are going to collaborate on some stuff, and so he asked me to go back up there and you know visit him, and you know I'll I'll consider it because you know I could save some money. Sure,
0: <laughs> if you're going to collaborate anyway, that'd be a perfect opportunity to open that door again and uh, see if you don't have a, some sort of contact or visitation. Absolutely.
1: Cool. Thank you for sharing the story with us.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And no, no, that's not boring.
1: And that's not a boring story at all.
5: Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it.
1: And our next caller this evening is Ramel from Austin. Welcome, Ramel. I hear you have a very interesting story to tell us. He
0: has several very interesting hey, stories.
1: Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi. Welcome.
0: glad to be here
1: today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Well,
4: yes, uh, thank you. Uh, there's a couple of them that, uh, you know, come to mind. Uh, I, uh, one of them is I remember coming into a building um, in the Austin area right by the lake uh, where my mother used to reside on the ninth floor of the building, and I was visiting with her, and as I'm coming out and saying goodbye, I get into the elevator. Uh, the elevator stops on the fourth floor, and uh, this lady comes in, uh, you know, it, it's me in the elevator, so it comes in with a bag of groceries in her hand. Uh, the elevator pers- closes. I, we don't cross words. We don't talk. I'm just in the elevator. It goes down one floor. The elevator opens. She exits the elevator, and as she's in the elevator, I, you know, maybe a second, I realize that she has left her groceries in. So I automatically do the normal thing and just put my hand out and to block the door. And instead of grabbing the bag, I just step out of the elevator with my hand on the door and proceed to say, hey, ma'am, you left your your bag. Uh, Just come to realize that there was no lady to be found anywhere. And as I turn around, there was no bag to be found anywhere. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yes, yes, it was a special, uh, special day in yeah, that day. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Wait, was this the first time you had something happen there? Uh, well, it, the, the building is a
4: very old building. As a matter of fact, it's renovated right now. It is a, um, a uh, assisted living building in there. Um, I didn't know of anything in particular uh, other than the regular stories about people saying, you know, the, the, the place has been, you know, different activities. But nothing that I ever That's the only thing I've ever encountered there. My mother and father lived there for a for a few years.
1: Wow, had your mom encountered anything? Uh some
4: nothing very as, as drastic as that, but just a regular, you know, opening of the door and closing of the doors, stuff like that. But but nothing ever. Yeah, you know, I actually. You know, had a visual of this person up to today, you know, it's one of those things that you, you, you think about it every day to see what happened.
1: You know? That's actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: To see a, a full body apparition like that is, is
0: rare and awesome. Oh, and, and with, with like objects yeah. in tow mm-hmm. that they leave behind yeah. and they're, they're in one place and the objects are in the other and then all of a sudden they're both gone. That's, That's incredible. Just, yeah, that yeah. It really is incredible
4: now another particular story that, that it comes to mind real really strong is in my house and also in austin uh, that day i happened to be going to work a little uh, late in the day it's about 10 a.m and everybody's out of the house my wife is working kids are school uh as i hear a noise coming out of the kids bathroom I uh, I proceeded to go to the kids' bathroom thinking this maybe one of them stayed sleeping or something. And out of the bathroom, um, there's a noise on the window cell, you know, right on the window of the bathroom. And it's a uh, facial brush. You know, the kids used to wipe to uh, wash their face. Yeah, like a oh, battery-powered. Uh, Battery-operated thing. And, battery battery, battery operated, I and uh, so I said, oh, well, automatically I'm thinking, okay, so one of the girls left the brush on and you know, the automatically teenager thing, okay, whatever. So I proceed to turn the switch off, take it out of the windowsill and put it in the uh, actual sink, you know, just leave it in the sink. Uh, As I turn around, I probably went, I don't know, five or six steps when I hear the the brush running again. So at that point I turn around and said, okay, so now I have a a faulty Brush is a faulty something, you know, it's operating bad or whatever. The switch is on the fritz. So I proceed to take the batteries off and take the brush off because you can disconnect the brush right. and leave the batteries, the brush, and the actual machine in the sink. Uh, uh, By the time I walk to my bedroom, which is probably a good maybe 15 steps, the brush is running again and on top of the windowsill.
1: Without the battery, and it moved.
0: Well, it put itself back
4: together. It
0: put itself back Everything together? Everything is back together. Yeah. Wow. It's out of the sink. It's
4: back in the window cell.
0: It's all together. Uh, getting it's a back where it chill. started. Oh, yeah. That's chilling. I mean, that's... Uh, how does that even happen, right? I don't think there is any explanation yeah. that we know today of, of how that can happen. But it happened. So. I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not making that's, it up. I mean, uh, it's... It, Happened to you? That's incredible. Did you toss that thing out?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that that's not longer in their possession. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> so th- yeah. Th- there's a few things, you know, family that, that uh, and they have happened. I growing up in uh, Louisiana, in the New Orleans area, um, you know, I, I, we I remember when I was little, we lived in an uh, apartment that. I, I, I am an, I'm an immigrant from Nicaragua, and, and as I, we moved to New Orleans area, we rented this, this house, and nobody else wanted to rent. And somehow we got, we were the lucky ones. And-
0: oh, it's always that. It's, it's, it's always that. It's available, and it's perfect,
4: and the price is just too good to be true, right? Yeah. E- exactly, exactly. So my brother lived across the street, and uh, I, I recall one time where... My sister sent me to the house. I most in the, the small, smaller brother. sent me to the house to get some cigarettes and she had them across the street. So I walked into the house and everything is running. Lights, areas on, TVs on. So I proceed to turn everything off and went uh, back, locked the door, and went back to my brother's house. My sister then, I see my sister crossing the street to... Pick something up herself. And I think nothing of it. I keep going to my brother's their stuff. When she comes in, she goes, oh my God, Romel, you could have turned off everything. I mean, everything was on. And I said, no, what are you talking about? When I went in there, everything was on, and I turned it off. And she goes, no. So since that date on, and made some events that started happening with, you know, not particularly with me, but my. Brother-in-law uh, felt many times and many occasions where she felt the pressure of somebody pressure to not to get up from bed. Uh, the doors were closed. The appliances were turned on and off. A you know, little to say, we, we moved out of the house but, uh, mm-hmm. about a month, a few months after that. But uh, yeah, that that was a pretty uh, intense. Uh, intense experience in
0: there didn't you have one situation or episode to where you were in that house alone everybody else was gone and it was individually like the stereo turned on and so you got up and turned the stereo off because you were watching tv and then you sat back down and the stereo came back on full blast and and the tv went off and back and forth and you kept changing them to watch oh yeah
4: yeah oh (laughs) We we had we literally had a battle with with this with this thing because, I yeah I mean it's only once, but a couple of times where where the, the appliances will turn off right in front of me and I will stand up, turn it off. By the time I got back to the chair, they were you know turned on again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that's a poltergeist. Uh, you know for. The, and at the beginning, at the beginning, I'm thinking, you know, it's, it's an electrical problem. Right. You know? But then after a while, we started thinking, yeah, no, it's definitely not an electrical problem. You
0: know? No, this is so, a little bit more of a
4: problem uh, than that. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, I had a I had my few, uh, you know, <laughs> what I call my close encounters with my little friends. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: So how long did you stay in that house?
4: Uh, we probably lived there for about a good three and a half months. Uh, a and- <laughs> good—I thought you
0: were going to say years. <laughs> a Three—good, a three and a half whole months.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, at the beginning, we thought it was—you know, like I said, it, it was different things. Any—it it started getting worse and worse and worse towards the end. Uh, never anything per se bad. Never any right. touching or any harm, scratching but it or a lot of, or anything. Uh, activity. Yeah. And a lot of activity in the house, you know. Um, and, and back in Nicaragua, my mother, my, uh, my grandmother's house, which I chose never to stay in the house, but, uh, you know, when my grandfather passed away, the activity inside the house was in, incredibly strong, and my grandmother would blame my grandfather on It says, oh, yeah, it's just your grandfather, you know, trying to get some milk, because you will see the refrigerator literally opening in front of you. Oh. Or a rocking chair inside of the house, rocking, literally in front of you. And wow. all these people, you know, thought that it was the most normal thing. Your grandfather was in the, you know, in person and was in the house.
1: Yeah. Wow, those are incredible stories. Yeah. You shared
0: one with me in person that prompted us to ask you to come on and share your stories. One more and I think you said that nothing had happened to you for a long time. You hadn't experienced anything for quite some time. I don't remember how long it was, but, like, I almost think it was years. And then you found yourself on 6th Street downtown in Austin, and you walked into the lobby of the Driscoll. Oh,
4: no, the, Driscoll, the Driscoll Hotel. The Driscoll Hotel, yes. Uh, the uh, Going up the stairs on the, uh, the Driscoll Hotel, is a, you know, the most of you guys know little Driscoll's Driscoll is a beautiful hotel. When you walk to the grand stairs to the left, you go to the bar, yeah. And and to the right after today, because I don't have, I don't think, I, can, I want to do it again. I have no idea what is you know what it's uh is there. But I uh, I'm going into the bar, and as I look to the right, I see a not a person, but you know those things that you have the feeling that you saw something on the right on yes. the on the corner of your eye. And I don't know why, for some reason, it caught my attention. Uh, and I perceived people go, it's only about three or four more stairs. And there was nothing, completely nothing there. So nothing of it. I, you know, turn around, go back and went to the bar. And as I'm, you know, having a few cocktails, I, I told the bartender, look, man, this, this just happened to me. He goes, oh, yes, this is normal. It's we for <laughs> resident ghosts or whatever they call it. Yeah. Just from time to time you can see it,
0: you know. You're one of the lucky ones that, that actually could, could pick it up and sense it. That's the... That's as close <laughs> to sensitive as I am, Ramel. Uh, I see... <laughs> if I'm going to see any kind of apparition, uh, it's going to be out of the corner of my eye. I, I can't see it in my full primary vision. It's only in my secondary vision. And then if I turn to look at it, it's not there. Um, but that's just the way I'm wired, I guess.
4: Yeah, wow. Something, something weird... That, that uh this was the strongest thing I probably I have ever felt and I have a friend of mine in San Antonio and uh, she invited her to a house and I, I, vis- I was listening with her and when I walked into the house right you walk into like a stairwell and on the base of the stairs I clearly saw a um, a gentleman and a little girl and uh he, he completely caught me out of left field because I was not, I was not looking for it. I was not prepared. I was just completely, you know, put me on a, on a, on a very, uh, I don't want to say defensive, but you know, very, um, and, uh, so I, it was so bad and, you know, and I'm a grown man, the tears start coming out of my eyes a little bit. And so then I proceeded to go into the living room and say hi to everybody. I'm just coming into the house. And automatically the owner of the house came in and she was, oh, you saw them, didn't you? Oh. And I said, what? And she says, you saw my, my, the, the people who live here with me. And, uh, I said, oh my God, I, go, I I don't know what you're talking about, but this is what I saw. And she goes, oh yeah, she was a gentleman. And she went into this whole explanation about the, uh, civil war and how, you know, this person takes care of them because apparently they had some people, uh, some, some, uh, uh, special personnel in the house trying to find out, and uh, yeah, it's it's a gentleman and from the Civil War, and his uh, appeared to be a daughter. Uh, and I, I clearly saw them, I mean, dressed up in the uniform and everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Now I got goosebumps. I said, yeah, that 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 put a, up to today, I told my friend, I go. I don't think we ever come and visit your unit. <laughs> we <can> have
0: <laughs> to meet somewhere tomorrow. on neutral ground. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe at
0: the bar in the Driscoll
1: given how sensitive you are that you can you can see the apparitions which is kind of rare I would think you'd be used to it by now I, I, I like to
4: think and I joke around because everybody says hey uh, you know because some of my friends started knowing that I, that I, I always tell them I, they ask me are, are you a medium? and I said, no I'm not a medium I've always been a large but <laughs> and, and we get around but but it's, it's yeah I, for now it's starting to be a little bit almost on a normal side yeah, um, And and it's, uh, at the beginning, it was very scary, very frightening. And oh, very sure. Un- and now you just got to learn to live with it, I think. Uh, and as long as, it, like I always said, and I pray, as long as nobody ever touched me, I am okay with it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I get touched all the time. Yeah, well, once you touch me, then we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But for now, we're good. I I don't get to see the full bodies like you do, but I do get poked a lot.
0: Usually in the kidney. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Usually in the kidney or they, they put their hand on my shoulder or something like that. Yep,
0: Kind of just resting it there while you're standing there listening to somebody talk or something.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the first time that, that, uh, I felt something that that I couldn't explain. I almost went to the hospital. was in Louisiana and, uh, I, we were living on the third floor of an apartment building, and my sister once again sent me to get some stuff out of the trunk of the car. And as I, as I opened the... Ramel,
0: you should learn by now when your sister sends you to go get some stuff. Uh, well, yeah.
4: <laughs> Maybe she's setting you up for something. This one was my first time that I've ever actually, as a grown person, right, and uh I open the trunk and as I'm opening the trunk the trunk is open and I feel this hand in my right shoulder but a very heavy hand and it freaked me out not thinking that it was nothing special but I'm thinking I'm getting robbed or I'm getting you know or somebody's just trying to put joke and, and I turn around as I'm feeling the pressure of the hand and no one is there
1: and this is while you're at the car?
4: this is while I'm in the parking lot at looking at inside the trunk
1: And nobody was there. That
4: that put me almost to the, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say that almost put me to the emergency room. I thought I was going crazy. No, no, you're
1: not. No, no, you're definitely not. Do you ever hear? So you see and you feel. Do you ever hear?
4: No, I have not. Uh, I'd be lying if I have ever heard anything. Uh, Other than... I heard the brush running. I mean n- n- noises. I have never heard any voices.
1: Or so no whisperings or anything like that.
4: Yeah. And I don't dream of. I've, a lot of people say they dream it. They, I don't. I, I don't
1: do any any of that. We have to take you out with us sometime, dude. Get you yeah. a get you a we digital
4: recorder
0: <laughs> uh, on an investigation. Yeah, we have all the equipment. We'll just put equipment in your hands and say, "Here, do this. <laughs> Push this button and aim
4: it around." Right. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to see anything, that's going to
1: be there. <laughs> uh, well, if, yeah. if you Thanks see it bio. there, then it should be there.
0: Yeah. Well, Romel, thank you very much for coming on and sharing your experiences. Those are really great. Um, I've sure enjoyed hearing them, and I hope the listeners do, too. I'm sure they will. Thank you, John. Appreciate
1: it. Thank you so much, Romel.
4: You guys are awesome. Thanks. Thank you.